Hello? Goodbye. Yeah. I you say yes. So. I say no. <laughs> you say <laughs> stop. <laughs> I say go, go, go. Oh. You too. Bye. You say goodbye, and I uh, say so hello. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> we were singing the whole music while you were away. It was funny. I'm Scott. You just stole my thunderful word. Yeah, it, it was it was a frabjous move of me. Yes, it was. Although I stole that from a TV show I saw, so I guess we're all even. You gonna say anything, Kim? Oh, I I thought Jeff was gonna introduce himself, so then I was trying not to interrupt. No, no. no. Jeff, does, Jeff has decided that he needs to take over Sam's job of not introducing himself. Okay, fine. I'll do, this, I'll do the speed version. She's Kim. I'm Jeff. He's Scott. The end. Well, no, no. I believe you have a new title, good sir Jeff, that you we must proclaim. No, we don't got to proclaim crap. Nope, nope. I'll, 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 everyone, take a moment to raise a glass to Jeff, the evangelist. I will stick with the Defender of defender Destiny. Of Thank destiny. you Thank very, you very much. much. Now, because if anyone actually reads some of the comments I left there, I kind of agree with most of what those guys had said about Ava, but that's a show for a different time, I suppose. Well, a show for the not-too-distant future. I'm sure. No, no, really. It's on the list for Summer of Mecca. Ah, okay then. Summer of Mecca. Look forward to it. All robots, all summer. I like robots. I dig giant robots. You dig giant robots. Chick, chick, chicks dig giant robots. Indeed. Indeed. Pick of the week. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. It's a cheap cop-out, but I don't care. The Avengers movie was awesome. I just saw it a few days ago, and I had... To when I originally heard Joss Whedon was directing, I was like, eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this will work. Let's see what he can do. And when the movie came out, I didn't get this chance to see it right away. I had about five days after, and the reviews came in, and they were amazing. People were glowing about how great this movie was. Everyone said, this is the greatest thing ever. This is amazing. I was like, isn't this a little overkill? Watch the, the uh, movie? No, it's not. That was, that was just flat-out awesome. <laughs> Joss Whedon, I don't care what you want to do next. You get a pass. Well, I think his next movie is um, a, 
a new version of Taming of the Shrew with all his usual actors. So. I don't care. I don't care what it is. He can make a Voltron movie. He, he can remake. He can remake uh, the uh, that god awful Macross movie we got here in the states. Shadow. Shadow Ro- Chronicles. Yes, Robotech Shadow Chronicles. He, Robotech. He can remake Shadow Chronicles. He's getting a pass from me. Now, whether it's a permanent pass, that's left to be seen, but Avengers, he gets a pass. Oh, no, he's just Whedon. He'll fuck it up eventually. Hey. No. He got well, it right. only if he gets to five movies. <laughs> he got it right. He got it right. Whether he'll keep getting it right, that's another issue, but he got it right this time. So it's not overhyped? No, it is no. not. It is exactly the right amount of hype. I mean, I'm, I'm going to cop out and say Avengers is my pick of the week as well. Because every Marvel movie since this whole cinematic universe thing started has been solid popcorn fun. Like, you can poke holes or criticize the structure of some. But it, at the end of the day, it's good popcorn fun. And Avengers was just like, let's take all that fun and just dial it up. Yes, the, the best way to describe Avengers is take Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, all those movies, and turn the dial to the proverbial eleven. Just nonstop. The best thing about the movie, there is no slow spots. There is no spot where you're going, come on, get on with it. No. Whole thing from start to finish is foot on the gas. Hang on. See, and that's what I find has been my biggest gripe about a lot of the superhero movies is that there's slow spots. And once, it, you know, the action gets going, it's fine. But I hate waiting to get like, re- you know, sitting through all the slow stuff. So. And there's no oh, slow stuff. Gosh. I need to go see this. I have free passes, but I can't use it yet. So, hopefully next weekend. Yes, no, I would. L- that, that's an episode I want to do in the future. Is an Avengers episode, just because I want to talk about that movie for an hour. Yeah. Can't talk about it yet because not everyone's seen it. It's, we're gonna spoil a lot. There eventually. <laughs> Hurry up and watch the movie, Kim, so I can fanboy out. Okay. I'll t- I'm next week, and I'll try to see it. Right. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the movie, and then we'll go get shawarma. <laughs> Yummy. Cool. After, after watching that movie, I don't know what it is, but I want to try it, too. It's good stuff. Yes, and Kim and anyone else who is watching who has not seen it, stay till the end of the credits. Not the... They give you a teaser at the like a first block of credits. No, until the screen goes black, you don't leave a Marvel movie. I, yeah, I thought people knew that, and then people were no, uh, like bitching half... about it on Twitter and stuff, and I was like, don't you guys know to stay? Like, it's a Marvel movie, you stay, you don't walk out. Like, I keep going to see these Marvel movies, and people leave, and you I'm don't... like, do <laughs> no, you not, are, are you new? <laughs> are, are you new to this experience? You stay. You know, in the theater, I was literally stopping people, like, you know, there's something at the end of the credits, and they're like, really? It's like, yeah, sit down. I'm like, you didn't know this? This is your first movie you've been to or Marvel? What? Like, everyone else is starting to do it too now. That's a good way to make people watch your credits. See? These people worked really hard on this movie. At least look at their names. Even though you won't even read them, but look at them. No, it's so funny because video games you always know to wait and watch usually, but it's like movies people haven't really caught on. Like, I've been doing that ever since Ferris Bueller... With the, the bit at the end after the credits of Ferris Bueller, because I'm like, that was awesome. Now I have to check all the movies forever, so that nothing like that, I miss nothing like this ever again. 
I was really disappointed that X-Men First Class did not do anything at the end. That's yeah, I was right. kind of expecting that, too. I, was, wait, I waited till the end of the credits, and I'm like, aw. <laughs> that was the first X-Men movie to not do it. <laughs> it was sad. They were trying not to be predictable. They just didn't have a freaking plan for the next one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, they, what is it? Fox has a rule. If they want to keep the X-Men license, they have to have something in production yeah, at they all have times. To, well, not only do they have to have something in production, they have to release something, like, every two and a half years. I so think is the rule. They'll throw something out there just so they can't lose that X-Men property. Because you want to be the guy that tells them you lost the X-Men money? Yeah. <laughs> you have to go to your boss and say, I lost the X-Men money. And Disney's making all that money off everything else, but no, no, no. They, they Fox has got to hang on to that X-Men or else. That was good cause, I might add. That's some good money there. Yeah. Disney's m- m- making money hand over fist. I keep reminding people, you know, uh, Disney owns Marvel, so... All that money that's being made, it's going right to the mouse. Uh, mouse. The mouse rules all. He does. All right, Kim. All right. Yes. So, as we know from other podcasts, I've been trying to watch more anime. So I rented uh, Marmalade Boy. And uh, I only saw the first disc. And at first I was like, what the heck's going on here? Their family's, like, swapping partners, and they're all living together, and it's weird because, like, now the guy's technically kind of her stepbrother and whatever, and she's got a crush on him, and then there's the guy at school who creates the love triangle, but there's something about it that's just real cute. I can't get wrap my head around it, but it's definitely a girly anime. Not that guys think? can't watch it, but <laughs> in the front, like... It's just so weird because it's a total, like, um, the parents just swap. It's very swinger-ish. <laughs> swinger-ish. Oh. Wasn't expecting that. Oh, I did find one that I think you're going to like. It's uh, only on Crunchyroll right now. It's called Kids on the Slope. It's about a guy who's a little shy and introverted and has some social anxiety. And he makes friends with a juvenile delinquent and they play jazz music together. And then they become bros with jazz music. It's pretty darn sweet. Get more proof that jazz music cures all that ails you. Damn straight. If you listen to enough jazz music, I believe it will cure cancer. you got to listen to a whole lot of it. Okay. So, main topic-ness, which, as we teased last time, I think we teased it, is Uncharted, the series of games by Naughty Dog for the PlayStation 3 and now the Vita. Which... That one isn't that great, so... Oh, no, I... That one's not made by Naughty Dog. No, it is. it's not made by Naughty Dog. And actually, it highlights exactly what I think is wrong with uh, the PlayStation, or Sony's portable game system lineup. Did they suck at it? No, it's that, oh, hey, this is exactly like... They're trying to do exactly what it's like to play on the console. Why would I want that? This is terrible for me on the bus. Do you not understand that I buy a portable for a different experience than I buy consoles, Sony? Apparently not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, the Vita essentially is a dumbed-down iPhone, which why they wouldn't do, why they would make that <laughs> instead of just saying, "Hey, they probably already have an iPhone." I don't know, but whatever. On to Uncharted, the first game launched with the PS3. Launched with all the those PS3. years ago. 
the first game I made a mistake of when I bought my PS3, I still had an old style television. Oh. And yeah, that game in particular played horrible. The lighting you, issues, probably. The lighting too. issues, shooting people, it, the aiming targeting system was awful. You just couldn't do anything. I barely finished the game. It was so frustrating. And eventually I just sold you know, sold the game online or I got rid of it at GameStop. I don't remember which. The point is, eventually I did get a uh, brand new 32-inch LCD TV. And everything looked you know, a million times better from the PS3. And after buying Uncharted 2, I went back and got, you know, found Uncharted 1 used and played it. And I was like, this is a whole lot better. It's not as good as 2, but this is a whole lot better. The targeting works. The lighting issues are gone. I can see what I'm doing. And it's fairly easy to kill people. Well, easier. Easy. But anyway. <laughs> as easy as the first game's controls really yeah. let it get. At least for the shooting. The platforming controls were... Pretty much spot on. Yeah, the platforming, I think the first game kind of drowned a little bit in too much gunplay, which usually I say you can never have too much, but there was a lot, a lot of gunplay in that. Running around, shooting, and after a while, it did get a little repetitive. Well, especially in that, like, third act when, you know, apparently, like, the high-tension, high-action means all shoosting all the time as opposed to, you know, cool jumping sequences and crazy action bits. Yeah. Like, it, it was almost like in the first one, there was, like, this switch flipped where it was like, okay, you're going to shoot a bunch of guys, and then you're going to jump around a bit, and then maybe solve a puzzle, and then you'll shoot some more guys, and then jump a bit. Then when you get that, the final act where it suddenly we transfer into an episode of The X-Files, yeah, then it's bang, 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 run, run, bang, bang, run, bang. Somehow I've entered a, into a, a survival horror game. Yeah, that well, well the one survival horror bit was kind of neat. It was unexpected, so... I think like, it was that. a nice shift in tone. Like, it I threw did... you off balance in a good way. The The first game, in my opinion, had a fairly weak story. I enjoyed some of the characters. Drake himself. Sully. Well, we all love Sully. Sully's freaking awesome. We lo- And I even liked the main villain we had, the you know billionaire and then the drug lord that was helping him. I like that whole, all the cast characters, but the story itself, running around this deserted island. At some point, I'm sorry, wouldn't you just say, you know, if nobody's here, I don't think there's anything else here either. But no, they keep looking around for something. They, they find Sir Francis Drake or what's left of him. And they find out what happened to all the people that were there. They got turned into Gollum. Army of golems running at you. And somehow the Nazis knew about it. Uh, always, It's always the Nazis. It's yeah. always the Nazis. Always Nazis. But Nazis make great villains, as established in our last episode. Yeah, it, you don't feel bad about shooting Nazi vampire mummy things. Yeah. Nazi golems. Things. And they're running around. Zikal, Zikal, my precious. Yes, I went back and I replayed actually one and two right before three came out, and I found that I thought two was like a lot better with a lot of things, but then when I went to play one, I realized how much better they kind of did characters overall than the second game. Like the second game lost a little bit, but the second game had so much more high action. Um, you know, it was more than just shooting guns. Like every scene was so 
ridiculously crazy that you kind of got put into. Um, but the second game, I think it's because they started you off with um, with Chloe, and she just did not really click with me because she just kind of seemed like she was there. In fact, she never really seemed, even in the third game, to really have a strong place within it. She kind of feels just like an added-in character to keep you guessing. I don't know. No, she's an added-in character for she's that the ass. She's the Jolie look-alike for, <laughs> <laughs> for that with for a, that kind of viewing pleasure or whatever you want to call it. But other than that, she just, like, she's... And I know what they're trying to do with her. They couldn't make you like her too much because they still wanted you to root for, um... Oh, what's her name? Elena. Elena, yes, Elena. But they they wanted her to pose a threat to that relationship. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed her character. I liked her, you know... She's kind of like the anti-Elena, or Elena's, you know, all good and wonderful, but she'll kick your ass when need be. She's not so quite so good and wonderful, but when you, you know, finally get past all the gruff and nastiness, she is a good person, kind of like Drake. That, and she has a well-crafted digital ass, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and, and there's something about Claudia Black's voice. Oh, I don't yeah, know what voice. it is. You could have that voice come out of a Wookiee, you'd be like, that's a sexy Wookiee right there. Just saying. There you now go. you have a mental image of that voice coming out of a Wookiee, don't you? Yeah. Creep me out a little, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> My goal has been accomplished. Well, with that done, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the second game, like, like Kim said, it is leaps and bounds better than the first. The first game was good. But it wasn't anything that made you go, wow, that's amazing. Second game was, wow, that's amazing, followed by, wow, that's amazing, followed by, wow, that's amazing. Every single act had at least one or two scenes that just were jaw-dropping. And they start you out with the uh, train hanging over the cliff. So right from the get-go, they let you know, yeah, here's what it's going to be like. Wild and crazy madness from the start. Oh, and i got to give that points right there is you immediately have tension in the story, and at the same time, it's giving you, it's feeding you the tutorial. And you don't even realize it's happening at first. Like, you don't even quite get it, is that you're, you're just, you're just like, oh shit, I better move. What button makes me go up? <laughs> I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Time to go. And that's what I want for more games, to throw you into the scene, to start it off, to get you right into it with the action. Because so many times it's pacing, it's starting off too slow, I find, with games. But whenever they just throw you in like that, and then, like I said, the great thing about um, the Uncharted games is that they just never lose their pace. It's like, oh, you think that is crazy? Well, we're going to double it with your next step and then keep upping the ante as you go along, which is, that's what I love about them. I mean, at one point, I know in the third game, I was like, well, how much bad luck can one guy really have? Because whatever can go wrong will go wrong for Drake. But I don't know. Well, it, Drake kind way. of deserves it. He's kind of a douche. <laughs> yeah. Like, Drake. I mean, he, his outward presentation is this douchey adrenaline junkie. A lot of people like to compare him to Indiana Jones. Like, he's not Indiana Jones in the least. Indiana Jones is the guy who says... It belongs in a museum. It belongs to be shared with everyone. Drake's like, it belongs in whoever's going to pay me the most for the damn thing. Well, and more often than not, it's like, it's not for sale. I want it. It's mine. Well, 
Well, he wants it so he can sell it to someone. That's what he always is talking about. He always wants, you know, or if he finds something that's, you know, valuable, like initially they're going to go break into the uh, museum to find the map to find the lost uh, sailing ships. He goes, hmm, you know, I think this is why this guy wants it. We're dicking this guy over. (laughs) We're going to take the money for ourselves. Because I'm an asshole. But hey, but let that be a rule. Never uh, double cross a warlord and, you know, gun running madman. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just don't. Bad idea. But yeah, every character in that in the second game was great. I would have liked to see more Sully. More uh, Sully, all Sully, all the time. They well, not made all up the time. For that, though, in the third because game. In, in the game third in the third game, I think we end up drowning in Sully. They kind of overcompensate for the lack of him in game two. But but I love the partner. I love the uh, the whole uh, truck chase sequence with jaw dropping, followed by the train chase sequence. And can I just say I hate those friggin' big old grunts with the uh, Gatling guns? Oh, God, those guys. It's like, die! Why won't you die? Like, of course, then you beat the game and you get the one-hit kill, and you're like, yeah, you bastards, finally, now, boom, die, bastard. It is so much fun playing that game on one-hit kill. Just die, die, one shot, you're dead, thank you, good night. I think my favorite unlockable, especially in the first game, was uh, the next-gen filter that just took this vibrant, beautiful backgrounds and just filtered them all through black, brown with way too much bloom. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this was a great way to launch the PS3. Yeah. To just spit on Gears of War and <laughs> all the Xbox shooters that have been just shoving brown in our face for so yeah. long. No, that was a nice, big, giant metal finger to Xbox. I kind of liked it. I was like, like, nice, nice, just to let you know we're here. Because for the longest time, Xbox was, I mean, Microsoft was crapping all over Sony. I mean, they were just embarrassing them and kicking their ass and making them look like fools. Finally, Sony's starting to get back a little bit and kicking in a few jabs, especially at last year's E3. Last year's E3, they just embarrassed the hell out of them. But that's a story for another time. But regardless... (laughs) Yeah, the uh, second game, it won all sorts of Game of, Year, game of the Year awards, and it deserved it. I remember there was a commercial they aired when it came out of uh, a guy playing and a girl watching, you know, you know, thinking it was a movie. And as silly as that may sound, that actually does happen. Well, it's it's kind of interesting, is there are a lot of sequences in the game that don't engage your brain the way video games do. It engages you the way the movie does. Right. And so there are certain parts where you're sort of like, it'll, it'll go to a scripted sequence and then just sort of slide back a bit and you don't quite realize, oh, I'm supposed to start playing again. Right. Well, the one the time that happens for me a lot, even though I know it's coming now because I've played it over a couple of times, is that one sequence where the tank rolls into the town and all of a sudden you're back in control. I always remember, I never remember when I'm back in control until the tank starts firing at me, like, oh, I'm supposed to play now. Run, run, run! I'm playing. Yeah, that part. Oh, crap, run, run, tank, run. But, yeah. Game 2, awesome on all levels. Got Game of the Year, deserved them all. That's one of those few games that, like I said, someone can be playing 
I'll sit down and watch it just because that's a fun game to watch. It's like a movie. And I know Sam would sit and watch me as I was playing it, and every now and then I'd catch her watching, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take Drake into a nosedive. Just, <laughs> just drop him off this clip for you. Just, and, you know, just to remind Are you, you I am actually Drake's playing. handsome looks? Not in the slightest. No. Because but I'll he... tell you something, as a female, we don't get too much eye candy going on, and Nathan Drake is all kinds of, <laughs> of eye candy. What, you saying you aren't into Marcus Phoenix? Ah, uh, no. Adam Jensen? No, his voice especially is what annoys me about Adam Jensen. Not that I think the voice actor is bad, it just doesn't... Something about it is very off-putting for me. Yeah, but that that's, that's Deus Ex, man. Never get a good voice actor for the main character. I'd have been sad if they had a good voice actor for the main character for three. Oh, stop breaking that mold, man. <laughs> God, yeah. you ruined the franchise. Betrayed its roots. <laughs> we need crappy voice actors. It only worked with crappy voice actors. We got Chrisman Freeman. Oh, damn it. What are you doing? What are you doing to me? But how do you guys feel about, like, the romance going on through the games? Because as a girl, like, I don't know. I like stuff like that. But I could see it actually being annoying because sometimes it takes too much, um precedence over everything else that's going on or it'll just like i know in the second one it was kind of just like tacked into the ending kind of just like what like that's how i felt anyways like i felt like they're putting it there to please you to give you some resolution between um him and elena and then you know of course it came back into the third game again but well i think it come like in the third game it was like this is there were a lot of things about the story of the third game that were just out of place, but I think in the second it was just kind of there. You kind of got, like, the first impression you got was that, okay, Chloe is sort of the new Drake girl, and every game is going to have a new squeeze, and they're all going to be a little different. And then Elena just pops up again. And then she walks in, and it's like, she's and she introduces herself as last year's model, and I'm like, oh, dang. Like, she's sassy. And then she kind of turns into the same character she was at the start of the first game, and I'm like, you know, I thought we worked past this. <laughs> nope. We were cool at the end of the first one. There were makeouts, and now you're back to being up on my ass bitch mode. It's just you don't need rescuing every five minutes. <laughs> well, she can use a gun now, and she's actually pretty good. She actually learned a few things from Drake. But yeah, the the last year's model definitely got an oh snap out of me. That was pretty good. But yeah, I, d- I didn't really mind the, you know... Romance in two, it wasn't really there as much. Like as it, it was, was just they, was they did it's stuff. Like a big part of the ending in two, then, yeah. which I thought was kind of right. like, uh, I don't know. Well, I always got the sense that even when he she first showed up, it was like, oh, we're going right back to Atlanta. Yeah, like, I knew the second she showed up, it was like, oh, by the end, it's right back to Atlanta. But I liked Elena, so I really didn't mind that. I liked both the characters of Chloe and Elena. Like, Sully, I would be happy to pick up the leftovers. <laughs> like, Sully. He had some great where, where did Chloe go over there? Excuse me. You're a dirty man, Sullivan. He's like, hey, <laughs> criticize him if you want. If I were there, I'd be doing the exact same damn oh, yeah. thing. Well, she needs a ride out of Tibet. She does. Sully owns a plane. It just works out. Want to go for a ride? I got an airplane. <laughs> Maybe we can stop off. 
You know, hit the tropics for a weekend. Just say fondue. Get some fondue. Do you fondue? <laughs> Actually, one character I think we need to mention from two is Tenzin, the Tibetan guy that does not speak English. Right. But he still manages to get everything he needs across. He gets everything, like, and that's that's a great thing. Is It's very apparent that neither of them understand each other, but the information seems to get across. Well, they did that well, too. Is he keeps saying things, and Drake's like, huh? <laughs> oh, there's a rope here. You want that? <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, man, you, good luck. You're never going to hook it with that. Act. Oh, you did it. <laughs> And throws that spike up into the ice. Good luck, man. That's a one in a minute. Oh, you did it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, shut your pie hole, Drake. I don't even know what you just said, but I know you were trying to say like, shit to me. In my head, I'm pretty sure everything Tenzin said end with, ended with calling him a douche. <laughs> but it worked. And I like that if you turn the subtitles on for that section, the subtitles just reads, Speaks Tibetan. <laughs> speaks Tibetan. Like, you, you really you want to can't even cheat says? it. Go learn Tibet. Although I'm pretty sure he just, in Tibetan, he was probably just saying gibberish. Think of the Tibetan guy. What's he saying? I have no damn idea. He's just talking nonsense. They're just making up words. They don't know what the hell Tibetan is. Have they talked about any plans for anything else with the series? Um, they think they're done. Yeah, I've I've heard rumors. They're starting on their next big, they're going to do a new trilogy. It looks like an end of the world type thing. Yeah. The Last of Us. The Last of Us, that's the name. That's their next game, but I think they're done with Drake. And based on the end of 3, which I didn't particularly care for. Yeah. So, shall we move on to 3? Because I have some issues with this game. Oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> okay, so they decided that for this one, Drake needed to have an emotional stake in everything that happened. Despite not really being a character who was really motivated by his emotions. Right. And he doesn't do anything in this game that he hadn't done prior to, in the two games prior, but now everyone's calling him out on his bullshit because apparently he's too involved. Like, this... this And then you have Elena, and it's like, okay, we've established that this doesn't work. What the hell is you working out your inner demons gonna solve for this relationship? Really? This this game was a roller coaster ride of yeah this is great to god this sucks to, great sucks there's some great set pieces or some great moments in this game and there's some moments that just don't need to be there I hated the whole, the whole cruise ships oh well that like was the, the worst part the cruise for me. ship was a great set piece I enjoyed the cruise it's ship it's a shame it didn't do anything in the plot that was my issue with it it was like nothing it was going like, through all it for absolutely nothing with the plot and like you go through the shipwrecks and you climb up the boat and you shoot your way through the boat and then you wash up on the exact same beach you left right so that whole thing was just one big waste of freaking time Oh, and the slow-mo scenes, that bothered me in this one. I hate when games do that, because they I get what they're trying to do, like, artistically, but it never seems to work. It's never any fun for the player to go through when he's all drugged and you're going through, you know, the streets and everything. It's just like, all right, let's get through with it. But I, I didn't mind the dr- drug sequence. That was kind of interesting. Definitely. I kind of liked that, just because you couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And the, I think I there might have been like, one too uh, many of them. Then perhaps they might have gone to that, well, a little too few too many times. But the ending sequence, or that ending sequence where he, you know, drinks in the final, 
in the in the uh, lost city and you find out what happened to the city everyone went you know ape shit because they, the water had been poisoned and they're dragging that big drum obviously king solomon did actually ban people from the city cuz he figured out water's bad get the hell out and whatever was in that drum was what was causing it so i like that whole portion of the story i like the sequence where you couldn't quite figure out and they had this you know evil syndicate thing going on the the cool part was you had the freaky monster bit at the end like they reveal that of course the treasure is dark and mysterious and much more evil than what you had been believed and then you have the trippy monsters just like the first two games right but it subverts that but it's like no you were just tripping balls those were just <laughs> guys they were not on fire it's like okay well that they kind of did that too in the second game is like are those yeti we're fighting no it's just big you know muscular guys that are kind of bluish looking and they were wearing funky costumes yeah but they're still like messed up monster guys because of they're the giant artifact. smurfs Rage Smurf. You just realized that those are Smurfs, didn't you? Ragey Smurf. Ragey Smurf. Ragey Smurf dressing up like a Yeti. Okay, Kim, I think you were going somewhere with something. Before I cut you off. Yeah, I, I just lost my train of thought, though. <laughs> I'll pick it back up. I did like the new... Uh, I did like the first you know, few arcs. The, the only thing that they could have got completely rid of, just throwing it out the friggin' window is the whole uh, flashback sequence where you get to play as young Drake. I don't you think know, that's I thought they were going to go somewhere deeper with that, and then it really didn't contribute much to it. Now like, it was, like it was there to establish that Sully and Drake were friends and stuff. We knew that. They, like, it was establishing that they were family, except you knew they were family. Yeah. yeah. It's been all this time to explain, you know, why, you know... Drake and Sully are so close, why they're, you know, what all happened to them, why they're the way they are. It's like, we really didn't need to know that. The first two games, you pretty much understood these guys are not quite father and son, but they're about as close as you're going to get. Does it matter that, you know, they, you know, met in Costa Rica and he was trying to steal this from the museum and they picked back? Who cares? We can already establish that they're like family. We're good. Well, I think that they really beat you over the head with the whole Sully as a father figure in 3, which, like, because we had seen so much of their relationship in the other games, it, we really already knew that. Like, it didn't need to be, you know, beat again like, and again and again. Cause I and feel I'm like, like, and we have that same investment with Sully, because we've played <laughs> these two games. Like, when Sully fake dies when you're tripping balls, you freaking care, like... You see him bleed out, and you're like, No, no! Bitch is down, man. <laughs> Bitch is going down. I was angry when he was shot. I was like, No, you can't kill Sully, you bastards! Then, no, we really, really didn't kill Sully. But, which I didn't mind, because, okay, he's alive. Good, thank God. But, can I also say that evil bitch? Yeah. She didn't seem like that much of a threat. Compared to the first two, you know, the drug lord... And that evil monster general in two, who was severely badass, she, I just didn't really care for her. Like, and you never know what, you never figure out what she's going to do with the drug, with the but, crazy well, drug that water. that's the thing I never water. quite understood. It's like, apparently she's already got some really good 
um, drugs that she can but inject. She already in has access to the stuff. Right. Why I mean, does she, she need the stuff? She hit that one British guy with the drugs, and he suddenly turned, tried to rip you know Drake's head off. It's like he's, she's got some pretty powerful stuff. What does she need with this stuff? Is it really that important? Because apparently she's already pretty dangerous. Or at least her, you know, cohort with the blow dart is, but whatever. Like, and you don't know what she's going to do with the rest of it. She just, and it's like, so you only, you don't have a threat to her, to the world, or to anyone outside this. So you're stuck falling back on Drake's connection to her from when he was eight. And we've established that that's just kind of meh, and it doesn't totally work. <laughs> I like all the characters. I like that Chloe's back. I like, I, I don't even remember the, the British guy's name, but I like him just because... You start the game by beating the crap out of him in the bar fight. And you're fighting with him, and then you realize, oh, this guy's on my side. Then he shoots you, and you're like, no, you no, killed he's... Drake. Which That's of course, always you know, when Uncharted does best, is like flipping things on you. You think it's one way, and then it's like, oh, yeah. It's just like in the second game where you didn't know where Chloe stood for part of it, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> it's going to flip everything on me. Like, there were some good reversals in that whole opening sequence. Yeah. And I'm like, I was so in love with the bit in London, and then you gave me the cruise ship, and I'm like... I didn't, the cruise ship, I didn't mind, aside from, like you said, it didn't have any real... Like, I was having so much fun doing it, and then I'm like, this did nothing. This progressed but nowhere. It was a fun sequence. Run, you know, the, the ship's sinking sideways, and you're swinging on the chandelier and all sorts of madness. That was fun. The one level that I couldn't stand in that game, just because it went on forever, and it was just so stupid, is the shipyard. Ah. <sighs> Just because it was so painfully obvious that they were using multiplayer maps to make a giant level. He yeah. was running from one boat to the next, looking all over the place for this stuff. I just got so sick of climbing up that you know giant one side of the rusty ship. I mean, that was a level that was just too long and too brown and too dull and uninteresting. Way too much rust. Like, I felt like just playing it, I'm like, do I need a tetanus shot? <laughs> she got one. Like, I feel dirty. Not that kind of dirty, but, you know, just regular dirty. Let's finish off our gripes with three, I think, and then we can say good things about it. Um, Other gripes with three. Well, like I guess a little too much, Sully. I would have liked to have seen the other characters keep on going through the rest of it. The... Suddenly they just bail on us. You don't see what happens to Chloe. You don't see what happens to that British guy. They just said, okay, we're done. Which I don't mind them saying, because that was some crazy shit they were dealing with at the castle. But you'd think they'd stick around at least to the end of the show. And well, I mean, British guy broke both his legs. So true, he's, like, but, out. True, but still. I also would have liked a little bit more exposition when Drake comes back and uh, gives her the ring. Like, I know what that means, but can we get a little bit more into that? Like, somehow their wedding, whoa, their marriage troubles are just gone. Right. Yeah. It's like, really? You think they're going to work out this time? See, apparently they've, you know, broken up two or three times to this point. They keep getting right back together again. There, sh- there should be a three strikes throughout rule, man. <laughs> but the game, I'm not going to say the game was bad, but... It was. This is one of those cases where it was painfully obvious that two was better. I, I mean, even in deba- I'm even a little bit in debate which was better, one or three. Probably three was better than one, but it was painfully obvious that two was the best. 
I think three just tried to do too much. And I think sometimes it got like lost in all the clutter of everything it was trying to do. Um, like even I was saying before, it was almost too much action where it was like, it was good for keeping that pace of like trying to surprise you. But then at some points it just got kind of ridiculous where you're well, just like, all right. I think there were only like three puzzles in the game too. That's right. true. That, that like you also... have like Drake's secret hidey hole in London where you have to find the stuff. You have the mansion in France, which might have been... We can count that as, like, two puzzles in there. And then, like, one puzzle... One extended puzzle in that castle in the Mideast, where you were like, figure out where the secret entrance is by climbing around and dodging guards. Yeah, they tried to do a little bit too much stealthy stuff in this game. Well, you had the one stealth level in 2, and apparently everyone liked that, so they give you an even harder stealth level in 3, and I'm like, I don't want to sneak around. Bang, 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 get to cover, shoot the last three guys, we're good. Yeah. It it still counts as a stealth run if everyone in a 2-mile radius is dead. Hey, they're not going to tell anyone about me. They're not going to tell anyone about me, are they? They're not going to get on their walkies and say, hey, Drake's coming. No, they're not. Okay. So, good things. Um, the, the bit with the plane is excellent set piece. <laughs> like the falling out and the climbing and the, the shooting guys while you're trying to get to the front. That was hella fun. And I really like, as much as um, I said there was like one too many trippy sequences in the game, I like the Drake is lost in the desert walking around just freaking out and talking to himself section. That was good, the whole, you know, wandering in the desert. <laughs> you just keep pushing the button forward and say, I don't know where I'm going. And apparently Drake doesn't either. Can I say the uh, Chateau fire sequence, where the whole thing's going up in flames? That was amazing. That well, was easily the best level in the game. Yeah, but I think even Drake has to, like, Drake kind of points out that it's like, wait, the, the, the thugs are still shooting me while the building's on fire? Like, well, the yeah. fact that they had to hang a lampshade on that seems well, a little excessive. It was a little satirical, but yeah, it's the point. It's like, you don't see the fire! Fire! <laughs> We're gonna burn alive! Forget shooting me! But, you know, thugs with guns are not known for their high level of intelligence. They're just known for trying to kill you with a gun. I think it would have been nice if they'd broken the formula and had the treasure just be something really benign. Like, instead of being something that's like, oh, it's bad and we have to stop it from coming, it's just like, no, no, it's just a big pile of loot. <laughs> I, I do like the sequence where he, uh, they finally do find him in the desert, and that one Arabian guy tells him exactly what's going on. He says, oh, crap, here we go. Okay, let's go stop him. <laughs> he just buys it right off the bat. It's like, Sorry, if I found some guy wandering in the desert, and he explained everything to me, and he said, you know, we're going after this lost city in the desert, you're like, you, sir, have been wandering in the desert a little too long. Well, and that's the thing, is I think this one really was, like, as much as we do compare the games to Indiana Jones movies, I think this one, even the devs were really consciously aping it, where Mm -hmm. you have the pseudo-father relationship come to the front, 
And then at the third act, you run into a bunch of Arabian guys who are perfectly happy to help you stop the bad guys. And can I also mention riding a horse while they're moving down a canyon? You know, they have this big convoy going down a canyon. You're riding up at the top of the canyon on a horse. I'm like, gee, that seems a little familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. All we need now is a World War One-era tank, and we're good to go. That sequence could have used a tank. Yeah. Would have been all right. Everything's better with a tank. Second game had a tank. True. And it was better with a tank, wasn't it? Yeah. Everything is better with a tank. And Nazis. This is what we've learned. Yes. We, we are really bad at being an educational show. Yeah, we're not really educational, are we? I think we're going to have to change uh, what category we're in on iTunes. What category are we in now? The joke is that we're in ed- education, but we're actually in hobbies. Yeah. So there's, an, there's nothing educational in here. Yeah. Also, to one-star review guy, no, I'm not going to post pics of Jeff. Because clearly that's the only person you would want pics of. Why do they want pics of me? Well, he just wrote, please post pics in, as, as a one-star review, and I'm like... Whoa, that's a little creepy. That's... Pics of what? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Kim. No! (laughs) Scott, they want pictures of you wearing a G-string. Oh, God. We're back to the thong episode, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. God damn it. (laughs) It's a banana yellow one, and people will write all over you. I'm going to make sure as many people as possible know about that. Okay. So, I'm not the only one suffering from that memory. Okay. Because, damn it, I'm suffering from that memory. But yes. Uncharted. There, and there's one last game that has come out in the Uncharted series, which I haven't played. Is anyone? The which Vita one? one? Yes, the Vita one. Yeah, um, little bits and pieces of it. Um, not too impressed. Like, it's basically just a bunch of content, like, levels to play through, but the story is very throwaway. I mean, as is, like, even any of the character interactions and stuff. It's kind of... Meh. Like, I wasn't too impressed with it, which is like, if they're gonna stop, like, stop if you're gonna make games like that, you know? Well, I actually it... thought something was interesting, because I was just thinking of, you know how they're doing with Tomb Raider now, where they're trying to go back to when, like, uh... They're where, rebooting uh, it for the third time, yeah. Yeah, when she's, like, 21 or whatever, it's like, you know, maybe they would go back, potentially, and do something with a younger Drake. Also. Well, that was the point of the Vita one, was that it was, like, 19-year-old Drake, and... Yeah, and it just, it wasn't very entertaining, because the story is throwaway, and it doesn't really add anything to Nathan Drake, so I'm not well, done with there's, it. What is there to add to Nathan Drake? He likes adventure and treasure. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't think he's like going to be you any can, different. Like, you could just Nathan. do more episodes of him having crazy adventures, where he finds treasures and fights crazy people. What? That's what the, one of the really good things about Drake is he's not that deep of a character. And that's probably the reason why 3 did kind of get me the got me the wrong way is they tried to go too deep into him. Well, okay, and here's the here's the thing where they were really trying to go too deep and I'm like they could have pulled it off. Like they have the scene where she's where the lady's talking to him and she finally busts out like everything she knows about him and it's like Drake's not your real name. This is this huge persona. This is this schoolboy fantasy of yours that you've crafted as part of your persona. And it's like, you could have broken him. You could have broken that facade and built a real person. 
And then the next level, he's back to being a douche. And I'm like, right. Mr. Chance game. Well, that's the thing. He, You can almost tell it's a character he's putting on. He's acting a certain way. And he's, you know, pretending to be something he's not because when he gets right down to it, he's not that jackass, greedy, nasty bastard that he pretends to be when, you know, the world, you know, when people's lives are on the line, people he cares about. You know, when dangerous things about him, he'll step up and do the right thing. But most of the time, he's just acting like an asswipe, even though that's not what he is. He wants to be, you know, that cutthroat, nasty, stabby in the back, take the money and run type guy. That's not what he is. And if they had gone into that a little bit more in three, maybe that would have been more interesting. But instead, they tried to figure out, you know, okay, he's this cutthroat, nasty, evil Son of a bitch. What made him this way? It's like, well, we really never figured that out, did we? <laughs> no. Well, I thought they felt like they were adding layers with the Sully thing, but it really didn't do anything. Well, they were adding layers to something we already knew. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, we understand. Yes, he's a douche, only cares about money, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to people he cares about, He's got their back. He'll do anything for them. Sully falls into that category. He cares about him. We don't need to know why. Who cares? He considers him his father figure. We understand that. We've figured that out from the context before. Yeah. But back to the Vita. The other thing is that I think it sort of has the same sort of faults that uh, Juan had, where it's like, oh, we're launching with this new piece of technology. Let's show off all the gimmicks. Like, I freaking hated aiming grenades with the six-axis in the first game. And I was so glad that the second and third let me turn that off. And in the fir- and in the Vita version, you've got all these, like, touchscreen little mini-puzzles. And I'm like, this isn't a puzzle, this is a chore. Yes, I swiped my finger across the back. Now he's macheted this clearly impenetrable tarp. <laughs> now we can progress the plot. It, it's soup cans. That's what it is. It's soup yeah. cans. Yeah, the, the like I said, I haven't played the Vita, but the DS and the early Nintendo DS games were like that. When they yeah. first came out with the touchscreen, everything had to be touchscreen. Everything had to involve it, which was kind of the you know kind of some point. It's like you know, the touchscreen is a neat feature, but you don't have to use it for everything. Oh, remember when everything had to make use of the microphone too? Yeah, and you had to yell at the damn thing. You look like a moron. <laughs> oh, God. Never no, played Brain Age on the bus. A lot of reviewers were writing, oh, you're not taking advantage of the DS's features. I just remember all that in, like, every review that would come across for I'm anything like, that didn't Well, the it. features were kind of dumb. Right. <laughs> it's like whenever someone tries to integrate the fe- features, the game gets fairly stupid fairly quickly. And that's kind of the problem I think they're having with the Vita. It's like, look at all this cool stuff you can do with the Vita. It's like, yeah, it's kind of neat and interesting, but you Dude, don't have did to we use it that? for everything. <laughs> like, did we need to cram all the features in? Like, I understand. Yeah, you got a touchscreen. That's kind of cool. Do we really need to, you know, do it for everything? Can't we just press the A button for sometimes? Just saying. That A button's been working great for a long, long time. No need to screw with it now. Yeah, buttons, they work. Worked way back on the original Nintendo, worked just fine. Hell, worked fine on the Atari. 
That no, one button. That one button. That's all you needed. Now you need a lot more than one, but still, buttons work fine. If the Jetsons have taught us nothing else, buttons are the cure to what ails you. And that food will one day be in pill form. Yes. I don't think I want food pills. Depends. What is the food pill for? If I, if I eat the food pill, does that give me all the vitamins and nutrients and everything I need? And then, you know, I can still eat all the junk food I want and not get fat? If, because if that's the way it works, I'm all for it. Three could have been a great game. There was a good game in there. If they had just, you know, simplified it and got, you know, thought the, out, thought the story out and thought some of the level design out a little bit better, it could have been a great game. Instead, it was a good game bordering on okay. Um, okay, so I guess I'm disappointed that Naughty Dog broke the track record of not doing a kart racer for this franchise as the fourth <laughs> game. Because if you look at it, they did three Crash Bandicoots, and the fourth one was Crash Team Racing, and then three Jack games, and then a, uh, what was it, Jack X Racing? Yeah, but it sucked. <laughs> yeah. And then I would have I would have been up for uncarded man. Uncarded. <laughs> I would have been up for that. Oh, like I would have like why put didn't little, I see that coming? Like <laughs> a little little bobblehead Sully in like a jeep with like missile launchers on it that you activate by driving over special squares. It would have been sweet. Uncarded. Wow. I am really disappointed in myself that I didn't see that joke coming. Uncarded four. Uncarded, Drake's Racing. Uncarded. The race to the treasure or something stupid. You could have one of those big Smurf guys as an unlockable character. Like you'd have the Smurf guy, and then you'd have like the crazy Russian dude with like miniguns on his car. Evil naked dude. Yeah, it'd all work. Hmm. Could have been cool. Oh, you you could have a... You could have Skeleton Sir Francis Drake driving a car. Yeah, could have been cool. But apparently that is not the case. I'm glad that the Drake movie that they were planning, which was lame, got canceled. Yes, do who? Do, if I remember correctly, weren't they going to have? Uh, oh, I can't even think of his name right now. He was slated to play Drake. Was it Marky Mark? Yes, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It was that when I saw that, I was like, no, no, just no, just no. No, no, hell no, and then hell, they, hell no. Then it was like a family of treasure hunters, and I'm like, well, why? That didn't make any sense either. I heard for a little while they were actually thinking about using the voice actor for Drake as Drake, which, which I thought, you know, that wouldn't be a bad idea, because if you look at him in that one Sony commercial, he kind of looks like Drake, too. Well, they they did a, they did kind of mocap it, so... Yeah. That and... Do we really need a Drake game? We had, I mean, a Drake movie when we had, you know, part two, which was essentially a movie that you could play. Yeah, like there was, the the, the, the games, like really, what you could do is you just take an actor, take, take a stunt team, recreate half those scenes, string them together, and then you, you put that on screens and everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah, it'd just work. Make, just make a few cool gunfights. Yeah. Run and gun on a few extra scenes, and we're good. Yeah, some tighten up the gunfights, add some more like chase sequences for the first game. It it it, it would have worked. Made a million dollars. 
Well, more than a million. Millions not a lot of money. You wouldn't need Mulder and Scully like in the third act of the first game, though. The truth is out there. And apparently, so is Sir Francis Drake and some naked Nazi zombie dudes. Yeah. Really? Did it have to be Nazis? Could have been anybody. It's always Nazis. They showed up in the game too, as you know, frozen corpses, but they were there. Yeah, that that was. Why were there Nazis in the second game? They did not. The Nazis did not add anything to the second game. Because whenever anything really horrifyingly bad is happening, Nazis are involved somehow. Yeah, but there were no Nazis in the third game. How do you know that one lady wasn't a Nazi? Because she was like British government or something. They she never could, explained it. She could have been a Nazi. We don't know that. She had that freaky museum. I'm sure there was, you know, a swastika in there somewhere. Why weren't there Nazis in the third game now that you think about it? I tell you, they were there. We just didn't see them. We were hiding. <laughs> Invisible Nazis. Invisible Nazis. Okay. Now, remember those flaming skull guys? Yeah. Those were Nazis, but in the, you know, in the dream, you know, tripping balls, we didn't see Nazis. We saw flaming skull guys. We saw Ghost Rider. Okay, I think the only reason they were in the second game is they wanted to bring back all the World War II German guns for one section, for whatever reason. Sure, why not? Because they had the gun models lying around. That and they wanted to see someone, you know, frozen in the ice and they couldn't, you know, some nice French explorer. No, we got to get some asshole who gets frozen in the ice so we don't feel bad for him. Oh, they're Nazis. Okay. Who cares? Then we had to have, you know, that that old German guy had to kill someone. Why did he kill his mates? Oh, they were Nazis. Oh, okay. Good for you, pal. Let's give him a medal. Just to sort of wind things down is... I gotta say that as much as I enjoy the Xbox and all the things that it does, like I like the layout and the way the UI, the user interface works and a lot of the features that come with it, if you really put me my back against the wall, I would pick a PS3 just for its exclusive franchises. Because the Xbox doesn't have anything really even comparable to the Drake games going for it. Like, you're, like if I... like. The, the the next thing you could compare it to is Gears of War, and I'm like, nope. Nope. Want Different something animals. fun. <laughs> well, I enjoyed Gears of War, but it's not, you know, it's a completely different animal than Uncharted. There, you, It's really not a, another genre. The closest thing you can come up with ne- next to Uncharted is Laura Croft. Well, and even and that's a bit of an insult, because Tomb Raider just isn't that good. Well, and, and this is the thing, is it gets a lot of comparisons to Tomb Raider, except... When you play Tomb Raider, it's this very deliberate platformer. Right. Like, Tomb Raider owes a lot of its design to the original Prince of Persia games, which are also just about climbing around and avoiding traps in this very precise, deliberate way. And Drake is a lot looser and just more high-flying. If you own a PS3 and you haven't played Uncharted, there's something wrong with you. Do so. One was I mean, good. odds are you... It, when you bought it, it came with two, and it's like, why didn't you open two yet? <laughs> yeah, that's also possible that if you bought one, you probably you know got a chance to. Two is on their you know greatest hits list, so you, greatest hits list, so you can pick it up for thirty bucks. Well, do, do so. Well, actually, two and one are now like bundled, aren't they? Yeah, you can you can More get the, not. Yeah, you can get one and two for like forty bucks if you want, which wouldn't be a bad idea either. One is a good game. Nothing spectacular, but a good game. Two is spectacular. It's as simple as that. It's an amazing game. Three, 
a bit of a letdown because it follows too, and it just isn't as good. But still a good game. We didn't talk about multiplayer. Multiplayer. I was didn't know if you wanted to go there because I was going to bring up how like I feel like the potential was there, but they never did a good job with making people play it. So I don't really have. I enjoyed multiplayer, but it is one of those things that gets old quick. Well, it's there that, were only like what in in two. There were only like what four stages. Well, they had the the co-op. That was the four stages for the co-op. That yeah. was kind of fun, but yeah, the multiplayer maps where you play online. It was. I played it a few times. Like yeah, it was fun, but it's not one of those things where I want to go back and play it again right away. There, are, you know, some like you brought up Gears of War. I like to go back to Gears of War every now and then just to play online, just to play different modes online. Uncharted. If I'm going back, I'm playing it for the single player. I played the, ult- the multiplayer a few times. And that was kind of fun, but I have absolutely no reason to go back and do it again. I think if they created a better like community sense out of it, like you look like at a series right now, like Mass Effect, where they actually are doing their multiplayer well by having challenges hit every week that you know helps you know increase different stats and gets you packs and stuff like that. If they would have stuck to a model kind of like that. They could have got people continually playing it, and with, like, you know, where the difference with Mass Effect is I'm still logging in to play with my friends because we found it to be a lot of fun. Now, there probably was more potential there because, like, I did play a lot of the multiplayer when, you know, it came out before the game came out and they had the whole demo try. Like, I, I was playing a lot then, but once I got the single player, I forgot about it. And it's interesting because I would have expected that kind of with Mass Effect. You know, I would, like stash it away and not really play it, but I've actually been sticking with it because of that. So I think if they would have followed in a model like that, they could have made it successful, but instead you're playing it for the single player. The multiplayer feels like it's just there, but there's nothing investing you, telling you you should be playing it. You, there's a, like no reason to play it. Yeah. You know? like, like I'm pretty sure someone at Sony just said, hey, we want something with multiplayer. You're going to tack this on. So they reworked a few of the single-player maps for some deathmatch arenas and just called it a day. Right. Un, uh, the multiplayer like they, started is... Like, you play one, and it's like they had no interest in adding multiplayer to this. Now you could tell it was an afterthought at best. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That said, if they were to, say, someone, someone at Sony was like, okay, we have the rights to it, let's put out one more... And they decide, okay, we're going to do, like, a full-on co-op game where it's, like, Drake and Sully, Adventures Through Space. Adventures Through Space. Or something. I don't know. Drake and Sully versus the Martians. Yeah, Drake Drake and Sully take on the Martians. And I'm, I'd be like, Jeff, you're, you're... Let's go kick some Martian ass. Let's go kick some Martian ass. I got dibs on Sully. <laughs> I'd be there. Because so much of the game... You have someone backing you up, right? It seems like you could do some two-player shooting and then, like, do some, like, two-player puzzles and platforming bits. Could work. That's the only th- the thing I never quite got. The ho- whole game seems like a co-op game. Most of the time you're running and gunning with someone. It just seems so obvious that, you know, especially in 2, because you're running with someone almost all the time in 2. And when I thought, oh, they got co-op, that means two people can play the same level. And we played co-op, and it was like, 
No, it's just kind of two people thrown together and they fight, you know, baddies on a, you know, never-ending repeat. And it just wasn't as good. But, yeah, I would like to see if they actually go back and do a Uncharted 4, which I highly doubt. Yeah. And if they do a full-on co-op, I'd be all for it. Even if it is, you know, Drake and Sully versus the Martians. Hell, who cares? Drake and Sully in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Do you think they're going to be able to create a game that was as entertaining and successful kind of as Uncharted? Because I know right now they're working on The Last of Us, and it looks looks like it's going to be good, but I just don't know if they're really going to be able to top what they did there. Well, Naughty Dog has been stepping up from each individual. I don't think they can top Uncharted. I think they've peaked. That being said, they're not going to make a crap game. Well, I think at this point... You've seen them sort of work in platformy adventure games this whole time. Like, Crash was this very traditional platformer, and then Jack was an action-adventure thing, and then Drake was more action-adventure. And now they're just sidestepping that and trying new genres and new tones for their games. So you see them growing outward creatively, and I think that's good. Because if they just said, okay, we're going to do this this other, like, sort of semi-fantastical, adventure, action-y thing, it probably would not have been better than Drake. It would have been up to a similar standard, but you just kind of gone, okay, more of the same. But the fact that they're broadening out, I think, is encouraging. Because mm-hmm. I would like to see them take that creative, you know, chutzpah and go different places with it. I, we were talking about Josh Whedon earlier getting a pass on his next movie. Because of the Uncharted series, Naughty Dog now has a pass for whatever they want to do next. Survival horror, usually not a fan of the genre, but you know what? It's Naughty Dog, I'm going to give it a shot. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what they do with the genre, because it's kind of dying and going in different directions, like this generation. So it'll be interesting to see what route they go. Are they going to be more action-y? Are they going to stick to more survival horror elements? Well, just Uh, think of it this way. If you just saw that trailer and you didn't know it was by Naughty Dog, you'd be like, eh, I don't know. Let's see what it can do. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. They did have the girl who looked like Ellen Page, so you're kind of like, what? (laughs) Well, what, that, but what, she's in a video game, what? Yeah. Well, the character's even called Ellie. Yeah. So they they aren't even hiding it. No, it's, it's painfully obvious who that's modeled after, but yeah. But because it's Naughty Dog, we're going, okay, we have no idea what this is. It looks kind of interesting, but your name's attached to it, so we're going to pay damn close attention to it. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see what they're going to put out with that. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's all I can say. Because I think they, it's not going to be about zombies. I think it'll be about characters dealing with zombies, which is something zombie video games haven't quite gotten about why we like zombie movies. Yeah, and that's is... exactly why I'm excited, because I was so worried. It's like everyone's like, oh, post-apocalypse, whatever. It's, it's, it's overused, it's overdone. But I really think that they're going to bring something unique to it and yeah. make it a different game than every other zombie game that we've played. And from the just the design, they're taking a lot of cues from, like, uh, Life After People and I Am Legend rather than, you know, the more typical George A. Romero stuff. So this is, will be well later past the apocalypse, as it were. Like I said, I have, I've, never, I've never been a big survival horror genre fan, 
But because it's Snotty Dog, I will give it a shot. Yeah. If it's if it stinks, okay. You're no longer on the free pass list, but they've gained their free pass. They put out a if they put out a kart racing game right now, you know what? I'd give it a shot. <laughs> they get a free pass. But Kim, I don't think I give you a chance to wrap up all your thoughts on Uncharted. Um basically no, it's some of like those games were the most fun I've had with my PlayStation 3 like hands down. I think they really did do the whole com- combination of creating what makes like action movies so fun and then putting it in a video game and making you experience it through that. Um I don't know. I didn't find See, I, I have different opinions on all of them. Like, I really like the first game a lot better than I actually thought than most people do. And I'm not sure if it's because it's one of those games I played, like, right when it came out with my PS3. So there's, like, nothing out there like it at the time. And maybe that's kind of why I attach strongly to it. Um, and I wasn't really disappointed with 3 too much. There were just some parts that didn't seem that it needed to be there. Like, a few things that I would have changed, but... You know, I think that if they are really moving on, that that's smart. And like I said, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with a new IP because you don't get those nearly enough. So I will be sporting them on that. All right. And I think that is it for this episode. Catch you guys next time for something. (laughs) You can tell I planned this really well. We have a plan? We have a mission statement. It's like a plan, but there's less work. Ah. Ah, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. That on the outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License Version 3.0 International. Check our website at sbopodcast.blogspot.com for contact information.